Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is a podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. We have a pretty chill episode for you today. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Yeah, we really like taking the time to do episodes like this where we can respond to listener questions. We yes. can do um, one of our favorite segments, which is a Name That Tune segment, which I always love <laughs> because Carl always brings really challenging examples. But I always feel like you do a great job of balancing the difficulty with stuff that you know that I will be able to get if yeah. I try this, hard enough. I, I will say that this round, I think, is is a little on the easier side. I don't, I don't think this round is very difficult, so I'm hoping that it'll be enjoyable. I love. I feel like over the years, you, you're almost like lowering your expectations <laughs> of me. You're kind of like, I'll just throw some softballs because I want to make the little well, guy feel good. Over the years, good. I've realized that like the challenge of the game is not necessarily, oh, find some obscure track. It's like it's kind of fun sometimes. Okay, let's find a well-known track, but will you recognize this one little channel in it? You know? Yes, exactly. That's the fun thing about this, and why I think this is actually like it's there's still like an educational aspect to doing <laughs> oh good this. great because great. like how often do you engage with a piece of music like you could do this to popular songs and just like start with the tambourine track and it's like right. are you really gonna lock into that that's the tambourine from this song on revolver <laughs> yeah, versus exactly. like a tambourine from a song on rubber soul like you know mm-hmm. I, I mean you can't something like that doesn't exist but if that was possible you know i think it would be i definitely enjoy enjoy the games i know will does and everyone uh listening listeners at home play along too uh this is going to be probably a shorter episode the other thing that we're doing uh so we're doing a q a and we're also uh playing that game is in the background today is all going to be um artists wonderful artists um in the chiptune and fusion community that put out some sort of release the other day on the most recent Bandcamp Friday, which was October 7th. So kind of a way to celebrate the community. So if you're enjoying some tunes you hear in the background today, go to our website and you'll see exactly what was played. I love that too, because it's. I think it's great to shine a light on living artists, people in our community mm-hmm. doing great things. Friends of ours. For no other reason than it's... Well, it's just a great reminder of what an excellent time it is to be alive. There's so much in our world that reminds us of why it's a really difficult time. And I think that's a very easy thing for all of us to engage with. But Mm -hmm. I do think it's like... I don't know. I get so inspired when I see like Jacob Collier, you know, conducting those. I'm sure you've seen those of him conducting the audience. Oh, yeah. Like that stuff like that just makes me so inspired to be alive right now because there's really cool things. There's artists out there today making stuff. And so I don't know. I always think it's fun when we can celebrate such as that plan. uh, That's one of Will's favorite artists. Uh, That plan was actually by Naruto2413. Uh, that is the Nico Tayaki main theme. We have another Naruto track that'll be in the background Absolute later today. Absolute genius. Yeah, like, he's amazing. Seriously, one of the best to ever write in that Yeah, I was saying on Discord like, the other day um, that, actually yesterday, I think, that I really wish that this person was like a prolific game composer that like we had like 20 soundtracks from him because oh man i just can never get enough of his music i i hope to meet him someday or have some kind of like correspondence I'm sure that would be doable I, yeah i mean he just seems like he has a brilliant mind well like i said enjoy some great background music today everyone um we're gonna dive into some listener questions uh we won't be able to get to all of them today but we'll see how many 
we can get to. All right, let's, let's start off with this one. This comes from Patchpen. Um, okay, if both of you got to pick a big series that the other would get to work on officially, what would your picks be? Oh, that's really a cool one. You can go first, Will. I got to think about this. Well, the thing is, is it's so obvious with Carl <laughs> to go with Sonic. Yeah. But I guess the and thing is... And that is what I would want you to I, say. <laughs> so for for being someone who knows you and loves you, that's what I would want for you um, because I know you could do it. But honestly, mm-hmm. as a person who's a fan of your music and someone who's like a collaborator with you, I think I would want you most to work on something, a game series that you really respected, mm-hmm. but that you didn't feel like was right within your wheelhouse. Because I that know would be cool. you, that you would work so hard. Like if you got to score a Metroid game, let's say, or if you got to score like something yeah, that like push me you love and appreciate, it but it's not like what you make every day. I think that would I be do really like that cool answer. to see you like rise to that challenge. But I, there's nothing in specific. It would probably just be a, like any game series that you really love i think for you similar when i'm thinking about what would push you and i think as far as the amount of work and the scope of it i think a final fantasy game not necessarily like a modern like really good looking one if there was some sort of slight throwback like maybe not as far as octopath style but if they made some sort of throwback final fantasy game that was still a new big massive adventure i think that would be really cool to see I would really love that, <laughs> to see I mean, that it would be so much fun to write that music but I think it yeah. would also be a tremendous amount of pressure because it would, I'm sure yeah. that I mean that's just so much music to write but exactly. the cool thing about working on games is that usually they have a pretty long time frame I feel like the difficulty comes in like you don't want to spend too much ever present time on something and then you're not really being paid for that time necessarily right. but like at the same time, I think I prefer that having a long time to ruminate and let the music kind of grow and evolve and you rewrite things and you change things where like so often with like film or television or things that need to be done right now really quickly and you don't have time to look back like right I don't know there, there is something special to that kind of slower more painstaking process that games just have to have because they're so long these days you know we have these (laughs) massive experiences that take seven years to make and stuff uh okay next question uh from tenju gemini have you delved much into the non-vgm compositions of various vgm composers such as toby fox's work for homestuck or anime music uh and and such others um, yeah, I definitely have. Every once in a while, like, I'll stumble upon, uh, it seems to be more often, like, a great game composer that's not active anymore, where I'll find their SoundCloud. Like, I think it was, like, Ryuji Sasai. I listened to some SoundCloud stuff. I'm trying to remember, like, some composers that were, like, really great in the 16-bit era that I haven't heard from a while. I, I think there was something I heard from Soyo Oka. I don't know if it was SoundCloud necessarily, but it was definitely something like that. I love, uh, you know, anime music, and so I'm always listening to, like, particularly Kohei Tanaka, his anime work all the time, and so, yeah, Yeah, every once in a while I will do that. The thing is, is it's just, there's so much music to engage with, because we have, you know, the entire past history of music (laughs) to engage with, as well as new stuff that's coming out. It's really hard to stay up to date with everything and everyone that you'd like to. I feel like, for me, unfortunately, just due to, like, 
the things that occupy my time and my life, I feel like the only composers I really stay in from the video game world that I stay very current on everything they're doing is like all the Nintendo people, right? Because that's what I'm. And they don't really I, do the a lot of, the of day, side If stuff I can today. only have a few, you know. It's, yeah, if it's Koji did like a solo classic. album, you, you know I'd be checking that out. Um, this is a this is a <laughs> God, fun one uh, from Inspector Specter. Uh, pick a dream composer for each of these game franchises. They must be composers who have never worked on the series before. Uh, that's really cool. Okay, so we have Shovel Knight, Zelda, Final Fantasy. So let's see if we can do it together. Let's see if we can agree together. Who would be oh, really cool hard. If, if you had to kind of remake the whole Shovel Knight franchise well, or maybe it's an alternate Shovel Knight universe franchise. Is an e- is easy for me. I, mean, I think there's two people I would choose. The... Uh, Naruto, who we just discussed, Ooh, like I think, is capable of chip tuning at that level. Yeah, and honestly, the, my second choice would be our brother Marty. I think Marty or, would have the capability to the write dream team great melodies like that. Naruto and, and Marty working together and collaborating on the Shovel Knight series. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so we yeah. picked that one. That's perfect. Zelda. Uh, you know, it's funny. Someone, I think, made this joke on Discord, but honestly, Jake Kaufman, I would, I would love to yeah. hear him do wow. Zelda. Wow. I, I mean, I, it's not the, even yeah, a joke. Were, I think I would really if love If there that. were to be a Westerner. I mean, but Jake, you could say that about any great, like, I know. he should have scored the Mario movie. Like, I don't know. Like, he can do anything. So, yes, of course he could do Zelda. If it was going to be Western, but, I also but what about feel Japanese? Like Jake is best served, like, doing his own stuff and his own kind of styles and inventing Someone new musical worlds. Someone who's jumping to my mind would be Yoko Kano. Um, especially, like, if you mm. had a collaboration, like, Yoko Kano and another amazing Japanese composer that has never... You know, that's a non-Nintendo composer. I wonder who, who that that's would be. That's true. I mean, the thing is, there's so much music we've played over the years that feels like, oh, this would this reminds me of Zelda, or this would be appropriate yeah. in a Zelda game. I think the thing is, I don't know, I, Zelda, at least, and I know it's controversial, but like up until the recent the more recent era and whether whatever you think of skyward sword soundtrack whatever you think of breath of the wild soundtrack you it's at pretty much everyone is agree in agreement that up until that point the level of melodic quality in that series is like mm-hmm. so consistently stellar like just so high level on every entry so it'd be big shoes to fill yeah so it's just it's it's difficult because there's plenty of brilliant composers and and great people but it's like to write at that level of like melodic quality i mean again i don't know uh i i feel like marty obviously (laughs) did an amazing job on you know the hero of legend stuff but it's uh, it feels weird to like think about any of us doing that but that's just where <laughs> yeah. my brain always goes to because that's like my dream is to work on it so for Zelda me final fantasy there was actually someone that is jumping to my head uh a great rpg composer but has never done a final fantasy game uh a composer that worked on a lot of the xenoblade chronicles games and always does my favorite pieces for those soundtracks Kenji Hiramatsu. I would love to hear Hiramatsu do like a full-blown Final Fantasy score on his own. If you ever remember, well, any of those like banger battle themes from like our Xenoblade episode, uh, yeah, he's a phenomenal composer. 
To me, this one is like, I don't even have to think about it. it. The person that I really want to score an entire Final Fantasy game by themselves is Kenta Higashioji. Oh, okay. Uh, of the yeah. Princess Connect yeah, series. Yeah, I changed I mean, my answer. His <laughs> ability to orchestrate and write with complex, rich, sophisticated harmony, yet he has these great, like, band arrangements and production with incredible, you know, drum performance and really intricate you know bass writing and it's just like it's such confident and inspiring music he can write in all sorts of different genres like i feel like that to me would be my ideal uh for kind of a modern i love Final that fantasy soundtrack i'm right with you this is a quick one uh shanba asks are the bros going to and performing at vgmcon in 2023 yeah i think you can bank on that uh, we will have a new baby Brueggemann in the mix, and so uh, that might be a little more challenging logistically. But yeah, no, I'm I'm sure that we can figure that out. Also, we do have Will, who's based in L.A. now, so we'll have to figure out how that would work. But it's not until April, so I think I we think it'll depend on it. you know what you know what my schedule is looking like at that time and right if i'm able to luckily back, it's but. it's a weekend at least mostly it's a weekend um so that makes it a little easier for right. travel yeah i mean i i so need vgm con in my life like I, I used to feel like i don't know if you know when we'll get back to magfest but mm-hmm. i yeah. need that stuff in I, my I'm life i'm actually you know? sad just knowing that this coming January, I definitely won't be going to make because, right. you know, our babies do in mid-December. Um, and so that makes me sad. So, yeah, VGMCon is kind of something that it's I'm been really so looking long. forward to. Dude, we, when we go back to MAGFest, I feel like it's going to be joyous. like, oh, all is right with the yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, this is a kind of a silly one, but I, sometimes I like to answer these types of questions. Iris asks, would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses. I gotta think about this one. I want to actually give. Okay, so I want to preface this by saying I would never hurt an animal um, in real life. However, in this hypothetical universe, <clears throat> if I didn't have any sort of weapon, I would probably go with the hundred duck-sized horses because I feel like if I had the right weapon, if I really tried hard, I might be able to best one horse-sized duck um, because I don't think it's going to be that formidable other than the size but a hundred duck-sized horses you could just kick all of them you know <laughs> one at a time and I, d- oh I think God, on their own God. each of them would not be very hard <laughs> the, the issue would be if they all storm at once <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> you know what's funny is I had almost um, identical logic the second oh, yeah. that this premise was posed to me. I was thinking the <laughs> same thing about the tiny horses. And also I feel like horses could be more aggressive and like outwardly. Yeah. It, like if there were a bunch of them, I would feel threatened. And yeah, I think that's I would 100. be more okay with defending yeah. myself. But you like, know what? I love ducks so much. I could not. Atta- like the even if it that was would massive, I would just want to give him a big hug. Like See, I, I'm I would actually have a not hard convinced time. that this horse-sized duck is even going to want to attack me. So I think I'm going to take my chances with that because also yeah, it's ducks one. Ducks are so chill. Uh, there's not a lot of animals that a hundred of them wouldn't terrify me. I mean, other than like ladybugs, like a hundred of any animal coming at you, that'd be tough. Um, I really love ducks. Like I, they're some of my favorite. I do love ducks as well. Animals, they're so cute. Uh, this is a fun one. Um, 
kind of in the same wheelhouse as Inspector's question. Naomi asks, you get 24 hours where your entire day has a soundtrack and you can choose any composer in the world to score it. Uh, you only get to choose one. It's just a regular day. There can be good things, fun things, sad things, tough things, any anything. Um, that is a really good question. Um, I would kind of want my day to be like really epic or like really sad or really fun. Um, man, I, I mean, John Williams would be <laughs> would probably make any day feel really you know poignant and emotional. That would probably be the dream person. Yeah, I mean, I guess I think it depends on what you want to feel. And for me, I would definitely have to go with a composer who their style is more, you know, on the like Mickey Mousey side. Yeah. Because you want the most bang for your buck. Yeah, you you want want it to be really scoring every moment. (laughs) You don't just want them playing some like minimalist ostinato in D minor for like 15 minutes. That I get some sort of choice over the day. I know you said a regular day, but there's regular days and then there's regular days. Like if it's literally just I'm working and just doing dishes and it's so boring i don't even know if i want that soundtrack i want some sort of excitement like maybe i'm meeting friends or maybe going to a concert or something a little more exciting than than an average regular day but uh that's that's a cool question i think it would be really fun to have carl stalling the composer <laughs> for the old like looney tunes cartoons yeah to score your day i like it your would answer probably about, make like, everything feel composers. much more comedic yeah, for sure. Let's do one more question here, and then let's play our Name That Tune. We'll probably have time for some more after that, too. Okay, uh, this is from Grim. What are some seemingly popular VGM tracks that you can't stand? Ooh, controversial question. Um, I don't know if I'm going to use the, the language of can't stand, but I guess popular VGM tracks that maybe don't resonate with me as much as others. We've talked about it before. Uh, Megalovania is is the one that jumps at me just because I love that score and I love that composer obviously but that is not it's not even in my top like 20 or 30 in that soundtrack Um, so that's always been one that scratches uh, my head a little bit although I I do understand the disconnect for that one is that you didn't play the game all the way through or live alive yeah but this is also some people I think when there's a lot of people who are fans of VGM that can't separate their experience with the video game from the music itself. I'd say that's yeah. most people, and that's why the reason they listen to soundtracks is to connect them with that world. And I totally understand and appreciate that. I just think like we've always been about really just appreciating the music for its own sake in whatever context it is. And so I think for you, you just, just engaging with how great Undertale was as a soundtrack, Megalovania wasn't one of your personal favorites, but maybe if you had played the game and you had gotten to experience that in context, that whole moment would stand out in a more positive way. Will, do you have, do you have an example of, of, of something like that? Honestly, to me, I think it would be something like the Sonic CD soundtracks, mm, both of them. Um, I, I don't dislike them. I don't think they're bad. I just, it, I don't have any amount of feeling <laughs> what I feel when I listen to, you know, Sonic 1, 2, and 3, and Knuckles yeah. even, for that matter. And I don't think it's just the FM sounds. I do think there's... 
an approach to the composition that was different. But I also just don't have any nostalgia for that game. So that's the thing is it's hard for me. I'm sure I'm guilty of the same thing. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure there's a lot of music that I have this fondness for because of the experience that Mm -hmm. is nostalgic to me. Yeah, you guys also know, for me, Final Fantasy VII, uh, you know, some of that music. There's some phenomenal pieces, but there's definitely pieces of music that I don't quite understand what what is so amazing about it. Um, so, yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's I probably another one. There's definitely lots that spring to mind, but I, I, this tends to be less... In- I don't like to, like, be super negative and I know, just, like, I know, talk yeah. about stuff that... Nothing is coming like, to mind as far as your language have... of like can't stand. I, I, I nothing's coming to mind like that. There might like like we said might be something that doesn't. There's resonate stuff to as me much. again. It's all just degrees. It's like m- m- there's most things that are really popular and beloved. I understand why they are that way. They might not be yeah. my favorite thing, but there's not a bunch that I'm like actively upset about or that right. makes me like no, this isn't good. It's just kind of like it's fine, but it's mm-hmm. not as good as this other thing. Maybe. Yep. So. Yeah, it's hard to say. I don't have any, like, actual hatred. <laughs> I'm with you. That's good. <laughs> uh, okay, let's play a game. Let's play a name that tune. Okay, so I brought in six different tunes today. Oh, my God. <laughs> Will, are you ready for this? I just love that you were like, oh, this is going to be a nice short episode. <laughs> I think it, this goes pretty quick. Uh, okay, so, Will, are you ready? Two number one, I'm hint so number one. Here we go. Ooh, well, that delay, that sort of square pulse channel delay sounds very Capcom-y, sounds very Mega Man-y. We hear that noise channel drums. Mm. I'm also, it's it's definitely making me think of the NES. Okay. It could be some other 8-bit system. It could be even a Genesis, like if mm. those are PSG mm. sounds. Noise channel and square waves are sort of ubiquitous. Let me know if you want to um, proceed or re-repeat something. You, t- you tell me what you want. I think I'm going to listen to this one more time. Here we go. It feels very familiar to me. So that there's something about it that makes me think of Sonic compositionally. Hmm. Um, and then there's some other aspect of it to me that reminds me of Mega Man. Okay. Um, but it could be, again, it, this is too little to go on. Yeah. I need to listen to it. Let's move hint. on to hint number two. Now you know the system. <laughs> well, so definitely Genesis. Genesis, correct, Mundo. Very, wait, man. So that, I mean, obviously you can tell because it's FM and because it's panned 100% to the left, which was a characteristic of the Genesis that it didn't have uh, subtlety in panning, um, which kind of a unique thing, Mm -hmm. um, how they divided things into just hard the left channel, hard the right channel. Yeah. what do you think? Do you want to yeah, move on to the, hint the number sort three? of swung rhythm is also placing it as like a sonic thing for me, but it's hard because a lot of the music on the Genesis does have that kind of quality. So no guesses so being... far. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it could be anything from like Earthworm Jim to something from Sonic. Okay, I, I, I really I don't know at this point. Here is hint number three. I wonder if it's like magical sound shower or something. Hmm, interesting. There's only Could four be... hints for this stuff, by the way. 
such a like that that particular tone production either <laughs> makes me think of like um flying battery zone or it makes mm. me think of like something from the ease games um that sort of like chorusy effect that it doesn't make me think of like the first two sonic games too much but all right let's play the fi- the fourth and final hint here we go to me, that is a bit of a giveaway. Okay. Is this Magical Sound Shower? It is not. What is this? Is it something from um, Outrun or Outrunners? I think if we play the track, I think you should get it. Let's do that. Here is the reveal of two number one. know you know this this is classic so good we did a spotlight on it oh my god this is good (laughs) i love this melody see this is the downside to what i was just talking about (laughs) when you engage with music only on its own level as like i've yeah. i have sincere love for this melody the but like so I, that good. is so appealing to me you can't but, place um, the game huh i can't place the game I, genesis is my weak spot yeah as you know. yeah yeah i'm aware this is shinobi 3 and it is idata ah, of course our track of the week on that episode all right let's move on to two number two number two classic hint one <laughs> not giving you much to go on there yeah i mean this is a classic <laughs> carl hint you're just trying to be as obscure and bizarre as possible let's listen to that again just to appreciate okay. what's happening here here we go do you have the system at least maybe from that interesting i'm hearing a very metallic sort sort of <laughs> white noise generator it could be it could be samples, though, you know, that sort of it, it, it could really be anything. Um, <laughs> it's hard when you're hearing a sound so obscure like that, because like a big part of sampler kind of synthesizers is often they will sample actual synthesizers. Right. Or they'll sample kind of like these artificial, you know, chip kind of sounds. OK, um, well, I'm looking for a guess or no guess. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to move on to the next hint. Hint number two. Okay, so definitely Super Nintendo or PS1. It's Super Nintendo, I'll give you that. Okay. That vibrato is crazy. Listen to this vibrato one more time. I still have that Shinobi track in my head. (laughs) Get that out. Pretty crazy. Okay, very classic sample there Mm -hmm. that sort of mallet percussion sound makes me think of super metroid makes me think of i mean all sorts of games that's one of the classic one of the classic snes instruments so you were yeah you you moved on to hint number three um hint number two uh did you heard that one too right the really long wide i did sorry i was i was impetuous you're eager yeah no yeah that hint number three you're right yeah that is a classic instrument uh, anything jumping out of you before we give you the final hint number four? Well, let's see. I mean, I think I'm. I was thinking Metroid 
when I heard that long, sustained, watery pad. Yeah. I suppose it could be something like Chrono Trigger or Secret of Mana or just some kind of like um, story-based grand RPG style okay. game with um, slow, moody music because mm. this feels like it could be from something moody. But, you know... It's hard to go on. We had some interesting percussion. We had some, like, a slow, droney, low pad. And then we heard this mallet percussion sound. Let's give you the fourth. To the, system. the fourth and final hint. I think this will help you. Here we go. Oh, man. Okay. This feels very F Zero ish to me. Um,. And then that also makes me think of Star Fox 2 because there's some overlap in composers there. Mm. Interesting. <sighs> it is not either of those. Uh, it's hard to see. The thing is, Carl, you have the track in your head. <laughs> and so you're hearing all these elements yes. from it. But it, you don't know what it's like to just yeah. be exposed to these yeah. by themselves. There's no context. It's all right. Hard. Let's give you the reveal. You're going to get it for sure. Two number two reveal. Oh my gosh. Oh, how did I not guess Donkey Kong Country? Donkey Kong Country 3, Frosty. Yeah. Is this an Evelyn Fisher track? It is an Evelyn track. Man, see, but I see, I wasn't <laughs> off base with Metroid because we no, talked not about at the all. similarities. Yeah, I was trying to throw you off the, off the track with that one, so that that's a bit tricky. Okay, let's move on to tune oh, that's number such a three. Great tune. Doesn't that feel like a that belongs in a Metroid game with it's, that sort of? Well, yeah, Dorian it was funny. You were you were saying vibey, but you were saying these other scores where I was like, man, DKC three is very vibey. Okay, tune number three, hint number one. Oh wow! Very classic <laughs> NES for sure. Um, it is I NES. Could see this being a Junko Tamiya track. Um, it's hard mm. to go on. Like hearing that sort of tone, uh, it almost reminds me of VRC Six a little bit. Um, I don't know. It's that's hard to tell. It, there's so many fun ways of of programming <laughs> those squares. I mean, not yeah. infinite certainly, but different companies like that makes me think more of like a sunsoft or uh i don't know it doesn't yet some capcom composers like in the later mega mans maybe could have that sort of sound but it's definitely not mega man one two or three okay let's move on uh, to hint like street fighter 2010 i don't know hint number two here we go <sighs> it's hard you just hear that triangle it's so classic <laughs> the very long um, attack and sustain feels slightly more old school to me, but it's also just out of context. You know, when you're not yep. hearing that locked in with the drums, it's a very different sound, you know, um, having Indeed. that sort of white noise coupled with it. So it, it by nature, it when you hear it by itself, it's just going to always sound a lot more like Ice Climber or something. Okay, let's move on to hint number three. Ooh, okay. This is making me think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, it definitely has that sort of Konami sound to it with the, the drums there. Those samples and the white noise. Man, that's classic. All right. Final hint. Hint number four. Here we go. 
so good oh man that's good yeah (laughs) i'm back to thinking kind of sunsoft like a batman return to the joker or a um uh, i'm gonna give you here's what i'm gonna give you well i'm gonna give you the developer okay uh the developer is natsume natsume a lot of outstanding nes music from natsume games Oh, could this be like a... Oh, shoot. What did they do? Did they do like Ninja Gaiden? They did a lot of awesome soundtrack. I can't speak to the quality of the games, but awesome NES soundtracks. Man. Let's give you the reveal. Let's see Let's see what this does here. Ready? This is the reveal of two number three. Oh. Oh. The best. The best. So good. Okay, I'm gonna give you a hint. It's not Shatterhand, but it is. Okay, so this is definitely um, a Kinuo Yamashita track. No, it is not. Is this it is not? a Hiroyuki Iwatsuki track, ah. and it is a maybe a bit of a more obscure game. Um, is it that? whatever Jetman or whatever yes i'm gonna give you that very very good job will chojin sentai Jetman, a yes. track that you brought in many Iwatsuki many years ago song. and it's still in your heart oh man amazing good job so on that good one. yeah i mean what so but doesn't that sound like konami to you oh it like it's absolutely that kind does. of it's it's a that same drum all-time production. one of the all-time best nes melodies it's crazy okay man it's such great just like rock production that it is nailing yep. with those chips like it's just the interlock again yeah it's like that's what i was saying i could tell when i was hearing that bass line it sounded really fat and like legato <laughs> and connected a lot more than you would hear for like this kind of rhythmic music but i think it's because the rhythm section is carrying so much of the weight totally that you can have this kind of fat girthy triangle bass oh it's fat okay <laughs> tune four hint one Okay, definitely FM. Um, it could be Genesis. It's making me think of Donald Griffin just in how, like, first of all, that timbre mm. makes me think of Aladdin and then also just how, like, noty mm. and complex that scalar line is. But it could also be some sort of, I mean, you know, we've played, like, how the sound blaster on the old, you know, right computer games had that sort of FM sound. So Let's give you another say. hint. Uh, hint number two. Yeah, I mean that hearing that by itself is making me think of like Prince of Persia or something, you know, like it just mm. has that kind of sound to it. Like, do you remember the the music from the opening stage of Prince of Persia 2 mm-hmm. where you're like escaping yeah. off the rooftop? Man, yeah. that was so fun and like cinematic. That was an amazing time. part of the game. Here's hint number 3. So I'm thinking this has got to be Genesis. It is Genesis. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- just a lot of this is making me think of Aladdin on the Genesis for some reason. I think, but I, it's hard with stuff like that because hearing these lines by themselves, nothing is explicitly jumping out at Here me. Here is the fourth and final hint. Okay, that's also making me think of Aladdin. Can you tell me if I'm... Is it not Aladdin? No, you're absolutely right. You got it on the first hint. It's Aladdin. Here's the reveal. 
Arab Rock by Donald Griffin. That's amazing, dude. I don't know if you've ever gotten one on the first hint. That's very, very impressive. Oh, so classic. Let's have a moment of just standing Round up and giving an ovation Don. to Donald S. Griffin, the man, one of the greatest melodists of yeah. the 16-bit era, and just some... So obscure. Some it's dude sad. that... He swooped in and just nailed something <laughs> and then just not yeah. to become like a big name in the industry. But that kind of stuff happened all the time in old games. And this is the mm -hmm. aspect of where I feel like younger or not even younger, but just modern Western, particularly American composers working in games that have a lack of appreciation for that older stuff and just a lack of awareness of it because I think any composer that's like serious and writing in any kind of melodic jazz or orchestral classical style whatever it's like you have to appreciate how strong that music is and I don't know I, there's a sort of aspect that I wish more composers and I feel like you've been starting to see it more and more lately composers hey, like Gareth Coker who I have that kind of affinity for older video game music but are also writing well hearing you know, this stuff. now i've i've wanted to do this for i don't know how many years but i am going to do i'm committing to this i'm going to make a full fully performed arranged album of the aladdin genesis soundtrack i'm going to try to get some real players to try to like you know do it really authentic and faithful to the the material that was there i think that would be really fun to hear that music perform yeah i mean um, i i definitely feel like that's a really important project and it needs to be yes. done with a lot of careful yep intention i'd love to work with you on something like that because that i be feel really like fun. that music is important and it needs to be we'll chat about it, it needs to be celebrated and presented for the whole world let's move on to tune number five here uh tune five hint one here we go Ooh, so good. That strikes me as a Super Nintendo sample of some kind of synth. Um, mm. Just for how, I don't know, that boominess in the low mids is, is just making me classic, feel Super Nintendo. Like a synth. It is like a synth, but it's it's definitely here like trying to be like a fretless bass. It's it's that, that kind of synth bass is oh on so many Super Nintendo scores. Let's move on to yeah. Hint 2. Another classic sound with multiple <laughs> octaves in its harmonics yeah. and has that sort of decay. Yep. Um, Anything jumping out? It's, it's hard to tell. Like, I, if I take the the cues musically from that sort of fretless bass, funkier sound, and then hearing this interesting sort of choppy staccato rhythm, and I can imagine how those things work together groove-wise... I don't know. It, it's making me think. It's something kind of groovy. It's something. It's very groovy. You're right about that. Let's move on to hint three. Hey, remember our drums episode? That's a linear beat right there. It's making me think of like Streets of Rage or something. Interesting guess. Um, Interesting guess. Let's give you the fourth and final hint. So classic to me. Ooh really good oh yeah. really good hey will this is a hint for you um is this from super castlevania 4 it is, is not this from 
Will, this is this is a hint for you. I've covered this track. I've done a cover of this track before. Yes, but I've never listened to your (laughs) music before. Let's give you the reveal. Let's see if you can (laughs) nail it. Here's the reveal of Tune 5. Oh, Oh, God, classic. One of my absolute favorite Is this from Act Razor? It's not Act Razor, no. It's way more Asiatic than that. The Legend of the Mystical Ninja. It's a Gunbar Goemon. Oh, the Goemon stuff. Oh, dang. Again, hearing this out of context, I just hear excellent, fantastic, you know, melody of that era. It's interesting because obviously I hear the sort of Asiatic sound, but that's in so much music by Japanese composers, like whether it's always intentionally trying to be there or not. And I just, I so love all those melodic and harmonic choices. Okay, Will, this one... I'm very curious to see if you'll get this final one. I think it might be a little hard for you. But here we go. Are you ready, Will? Tune six, hint one. First of all, I just have to apologize to any Goemon fans that I missed <laughs> that. Um, because I, yeah. Man, that's crazy. Here's hint one. This is a really catchy little inner voice there. That's great. Yeah, it definitely. I can hear sort of some sort of chugging, like a Well, let's give you hint number two to see if you can get a better sense of the groove. Hint number two. Yeah, this is exactly what I was picturing. Yeah, so funky. This is definitely a syncopated first line, and yeah, this is funky. So funky. Do you know the system? Chromaticism. It's something weird. It's like the ZX Spectrum or something. <laughs> Here's hint know. number three. Oh, it, is it Game Boy? It's Game Boy. It's Game Boy. What Man. Game Boy soundtrack do you know that Hearing gets some of that, that wavetable stuff is just... It's yeah, very it's misleading. Weird. Let's give you the fourth hint on Tune 6. Here we go. Oh my goodness! So groovy. Um, yeah, there there's that series of Game Boy games. I feel like that always kept coming up in different show and. Tells. I will tell you, it is not that obscure uh, as maybe what you're thinking, like some sort of side pocket or something. It's it's not oh, anything okay. even close to Man, that. Man, dude, level. you read my mind. That's crazy. That was gonna be my guess. <laughs> let's give you the side reveal and BG, let's see. Let's GB. see if you can if you can nail this one. Here's the reveal. Oh my gosh. Track of the week on this spotlight. We have spotlight. Of course it was. This is amazing. One of my favorite Game Boy tracks of all time. Oh my god. This is a series. Well, this is a series that, you know, we had that question earlier. Typically, I'm not the biggest fan of the music of this series, but this particular game is a knockout. Oh, this is from a Pokemon game. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Pokemon trading card game. That is Ronald's Pokemon theme. trading card game. God, yeah. why is that so good? I don't it know. I really don't know why good. it's that good. I really don't know. Man, that's outstanding. That's one of the best things I've ever heard. Ugh. Right? I'm going to listen to that again just for good. myself. Good. We're listening to it again. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Before we go today, let's it do two more. So hard. Let's do two more questions here. Um, 
just at the end. Uh, this is a quick one. Again, it's I kind of like these funny ones. Uh, Xandrax is asking opinions on Funyuns. Um, I don't know. I know Joe likes Funyuns. I actually really don't like Funyuns. I think they're gross. But that makes sense for me because I don't like onion rings at all. So, Will, do you happen to like Funyuns or onion rings? Unfortunately, I'm exactly the same as my brother on uh, this one. That's kind of... And I like onions. I'm not like anti-onion. I use no, onions in cooking all the time. But when I want a bag just, of chips... I don't like onion rings. I think I have too many memories of, as a kid, you know, sometimes they accidentally put an onion ring in your fries, and then it just makes yeah. all the fries taste like onions, and then you right. accidentally eat it, and it's like, yeah. when you're expecting a fry, it's very powerful. to me, that's not what I'm wanting. Yeah. So that turned me off of onions for a long time, but I think yeah, funyuns still just. Ugh. I don't like. It's not fun. Dry. It's not fun to me. It's not funyuns. Uh, last question of the day here. Michael Frank asks favorite bands that you listen to that are completely unrelated to VGM. That's a fun question. Um, you know, there was a time when I was listening to a lot more bands, like very vigorously, like college and post college. I mean, it shouldn't be surprising that most of the music I listen to now is instrumental music um, by composers or artists, you know, single artists. But I do listen to a lot of bands. Like, I love Corey Wong and his band. Obviously, I love Wolfpack. Fearless Flyers, which is kind of a Wolfpack offshoot. Uh, Lettuce is another one of my favorite bands. These are all funk people. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of music I like that I listen to that Joe plays around the house. Probably more artists. Uh, In the pop world, two two artists that I definitely hear a lot um, and that I really enjoy um, are Doja Cat and Charlie Puth. Uh, Those are artists that I I continue to to enjoy whenever, you know, they drop something new. Um, Not as much bands. I I have an interesting... Emma and I have this sort of love-hate relationship with Charlie Puth. Like, oh, I'm I think right there with you. Musically, yeah. he's one of my absolute favorite people. He's an amazing yeah, songwriter. His lyrics but... and his overall like attitude make him so consistently unlikable. Yeah, he's but incredibly. It's like, then he'll get you back with some incredible. I can hear you over there. I can hear yeah, it's you like, over there. I there's an immaturity da, 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 and there's um, da, da, da. an arrogance that it tur- it really turns me off. But it's the that like is a testament to the yeah. quality of his songwriting that I'm, I'm still yeah, on board for. Whereas what I love about Doja Cat is I just think she's funny and cool like as a person yes. like I like her personality so I'm kind of on I mean board I really like does. Billie Eilish I think there's some mm-hmm. incredible Billie Eilish songs uh, it, some of my favorite people though, in the there's current not a, there's not a lot of bands like really popular bands yeah I mean days. it's it's very commonly known that the era of bands is kind of yeah if not over temporarily over which is a sad thing it just sort of shows that so much music making happens alone and I think yeah I would love if there were a movement toward people collaborating and working together in the spirit of a band where you perform everything live but in any case there's so many great songwriters out there one of my absolute favorite current musicians is named Leve she's from Iceland not only does she have nice. an incredible voice that is like out of the 1920s or 30s, she has this old soul, old fashioned jazz standard songwriting style. She's an That's incredible awesome. like jazz guitarist and her music, like you have to listen to it. I, I recommend it to any and all. Um, and then also Leanne Le Havis is incredible. I She's kind of like... 
the British Alicia Keys, but she's this also incredible guitarist um, mm-hmm. and just such a beautiful voice and really unique individual songwriting style. There's this artist named Kuko who he he did that really popular. I I did we even play something on the podcast? But he did that popular kind yeah. of like very kazumi tataka esque yeah i think like, we did bossa nova thing that blew up on tiktok but i know he that, just has and a i want to give one more he shout reminds out me of here. marty um i know i shared this with will and marty but there's this uh i think pretty obscure singer and artist um maya kiltron and she has this song called do it again um you can just find it on her band camp maya kiltron and it's just like really 80s, really cheesy and dancey and groovy and a little fusiony. And oh, uh, it just kind of randomly came up on Joe's I thought Apple of a, Music one day. I thought of killer another song. That, that is a really cool song. I did listen to that. And then um, there's another artist who I really love, Pink Sweats. He's this kind of like mm. R&B, pop, soul type of dude. And oh my gosh, his melodies. He's another one. He reminds me of Marty. Like it has that sort of melancholy, yeah. sweet innocence, but it's sort of romantic. It's, it's great. <laughs> um, I honestly, like I've been really inspired by how much great music is out there. And then, I mean, there's people like Jacob Collier where I feel like I don't get off on his, the basic aspects of his songwriting as much, but his just mind, his arranging mind and his, yeah, his it's whole personality is just so beautiful. Like he seems yeah. like if there is, if someone told me like Christ reincarnate or like Jesus came down from heaven <laughs> and is living among the humans or some alien, you know, with really peaceful motives just went to live among the humans. I like, would not be surprised if it was him, but as far as like his actual songwriting, like his songs aren't, I think they're good, but they're not like my yeah. favorite necessarily, but he's someone who I just, I always admire watching any of his performances and he'll do covers of these like great songs that I just don't feel like are appreciated as much as they should like how deep is yeah. your love and he'll mm-hmm. do it in this he'll take it so seriously and bring out all the beauty of it and it's like to, i'm feeling like yes like i always felt like there was something about that song that was really sincere and beautiful but yeah. i feel like that's one that's just like it, it's so dismissed in the like cheesy old school box that we do right. with so much of our old culture where it just becomes more of a joke or a meme or something like the whole Rick Roll song or something. You know, and that question, it's interesting as we're wrapping up here, you know, a lot of what I'm listening to lately are these wonderful artists in our communities, our chiptune community, our, right. you know, digital fusion communities. And some of those you heard today, uh, we're playing you out with a track from Joshua Morris, who I listen to all the time. This is a track called Get With It, and it's from his album that he just put out the other day on the most recent Bandcamp Friday, Chipset Complete. And on the next Bandcamp Friday, uh, which is going to be November 4th, I will be dropping a new EP. It's called Stellify. It's going to have seven tracks. Three of those tracks have videos and feature really fun special guests so uh yeah look forward to that i'm really excited about it i can't wait that's gonna be great thanks i'm I'm just continually impressed with your prolific output of music you you've never stopped not just writing but always putting new material out i get sad if i stop you've gotten more (laughs) and more oh i totally get it man um yeah 
I think I, I, I tend to be so obsessive, like I get in these weird little obsessions. So then I'll do, you know, a really concentrated amount of time on one thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. But then I can go whole periods where I'm not. Um, and You know what yeah. you should do, man? Uh, and you should do it like could do it for a band camp friday if you want like you should just put out like a single like whether it's like a full performed thing or a chip tune or something like i don't know i think it would be cool to just like put out one track it's full disclosure today i i was i've been telling myself like i'm gonna work on music today because i haven't gotten to dedicate time to Mm -hmm. my own music making in a while and i really want to and I've been talking about for a while that I want to make another Superstar Squadron album, and mm-hmm. I have been talking with Carlos. We have a whole concept, I have a lot of melodies and ideas for it that I've been mm-hmm. developing for several years at this point, which makes me sad that it's been that long, but I have to actually... <laughs> you know, take those final steps. And then I have this whole musical that's kind of like in the bag that I did with Mm -hmm. the Kellys, but has to be resurfaced. And I, all this to say is like, it's really hard to fully produce something and get it out the door and have it finished. And so I think it's a really big accomplishment to celebrate. So I congratulate you on. Well, thanks man. Another success, man, because it's like, it's one thing to have ideas and to have it sitting in your phone somewhere or sketched out on a piece of paper or in your mind or in, you know, some kind of rough form, but it's another thing to put it out there. For someone who's not a musician, they might not realize that there's a lot about it that's not fun. You know, like finishing a project reminds me of a lot of finishing an essay in college. There's that feeling eventually where it's like, oh, I just have to keep going and I got to finish this. That's kind of what it gets to at a certain point. So don't worry, everyone. Off mic, I'm going to nag Will about Super Star Squadron for all of you. Uh, (laughs) We'll make sure that eventually... Not that anyone actually cares, but it's... No, no, no. I had so much fun making the first one and I I really love working with Carlos and... I I miss chip tuning. I feel like I'm I'm a better yeah. version of myself. Like I'm the freest. Yeah, you'll almost have to figure out a way I, I of feel like, like these are things I miss. I miss squeezing in a track music. here and there. Well, I miss writing choral music and I miss chip tuning and I feel like those were very core aspects of myself that I haven't gotten to engage with as much in the last few years and I I need to reconnect with that side. I agree. Well, I'm going to try to push you a little bit to, to do Good. that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I look hope forward you to do. That. Well, guys, enjoy this play out. And also, I hope you enjoyed all the background music. Again, head on over to our website if you want to hear exactly what was in the background. This is a nice laid back episode. Um, coming next month is exciting. We have Nintendo Month. Oh, I'm um, so excited. That's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. We'll get out of your hair. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.